Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together, we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Guess what we're doing today? Uh, what is it? Is it, what is it? Is it? <laughs> oh my god, we're starting a new book of the Bible. I knew Bible. that, I knew that, but sorry, I'm a little sick today. You are something else. Yeah, no, I know. We're starting the book of Ezra. Is it better than? I, that, I don't know. No. We're gonna something, see. Some things apparently are better than Ezra, though. Some things are better than Ezra. Yeah, I'm just saying. I like that band. I I do too, but the book of Ezra is not among my favorite things, even though I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. We're just being in the Bible, you know. Right. That's what I'm saying. But we're starting a new book. We're starting a new book. So let's go start a new book. Okay. All right. Okay, so do you know who the author of... The book of Ezra is supposed to be? You've said it before, but uh, it's not Ezra, obviously. It is Ezra. Oh, it is Ezra? That's who they think wrote it. Oh. You're an idiot. Well, shit. (laughs) 
Also, I'm not going to do like a lot of intro because we'll do a wrap up after the Book of Ezra. Right. But I just wanted to say this little thing that I thought was interesting. Okay. At the time this was being written and these events were occurring, during the same time period, Gautama Buddha was in India, Confucius was in China, and Socrates was in Greece. Hmm. So the book was being written while all this change and enlightenment was happening in the world. Right, right. So anyway, okay. I just thought that was really fucking interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into Ezra. All right. Okay. And this is apparently picking up right after the end of Second Chronicles. Right. I remember you talked about in the whatever what was the end of one. It's, it's is the, same the same sentence. sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. In order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. I think the people in, uh, like the Native Americans might be a little shocked to find out that all the people of the world are given mm-hmm. to this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Since, yeah. And, and yeah I, probably, I, think, yeah. I think even he'd be shocked. Like, oh, shit. Probably the Chinese who at this time would have their right? own yeah. um, little section of the world. Seems like they'd have shocked. something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he continues, and in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Mm, okay. So Cyrus just really loves these guys for whatever reason. Yeah. Cyrus of Persia. God moved his heart. Right. He right. wasn't, you know, just a really nice king guy who took care of people. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. Well, that's awesome. But only if if the Lord moved their hearts. If they didn't, it's because... Then they stayed at home. And it's because God didn't move their hearts. Right. It's not their fault. Yeah. You think maybe they were watching, like, a football game or something? Probably. Or catching up on their TikToks and their Twitters and whatnot. That's That's what I would do. And Netflix. If God didn't move my heart, that's what I'd do. If God didn't move my heart, I'd totally be wrapped up in my afghan, laying down on my couch, <laughs> watching streaming stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free will offerings. Oh, monetarily, it sounds like it's good to have God move your heart, though. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. People didn't give any shit. Right? Moreover... King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. The articles? The articles. What are the fucking articles? I'm going to bet you anything that it's the Moses' templates. Why do they keep renaming this shit? It's hard enough to keep track of when it's just one thing. I know. Let alone five different things. But I bet that's what it is. Mm. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought by... Mithridath, the treasurer, who counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. Counted them out. This was the inventory. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Gold bowls, 30 matching silver bowls, 410 other articles, 1,000, 
In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and of silver. Shesh Bazar brought all these along with the exiles when they came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. The end. Hmm. So I was wrong. It was yeah, just some it was of just the like, like, it's like when stolen you get, goods. If you get out of jail, that's like the stuff they yeah, keep for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they read it off the receipt. Yeah, right. And you're like, hey, I had a stick of gum. And the guard's <laughs> chewing it going, don't know what happened to it. Yeah. All right. So, so that was a, that was the first chapter of Ezra, huh? That was the first huh? chapter of Ezra. So All these right. people are going home and they got prizes and yeah. they got their shit. Sounds like good. And people are nice to them. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good start. It to, is a good start. You know, as far as things go. Yeah. Hopefully I won't be sick tomorrow. I be hope great. not because you... You hate it when I'm sick. Because, okay, when you are sick, you make a lot of noises with your throat. And, like, you cough and snort. And it's just, mm, I just want nothing to do with it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bitch. I will have everyone know that I am... Not sympathetic when I should no, be. she will not get me anything when I'm sick. That's a lie. I get it for you, but I just, I resent it is all. Yeah, I have to deal with shit over it if I ask you to get me something. Uh, but I get you. I get you whatever. And sometimes, mm. sometimes I'm like, did you take medicine? And you're like, no. And I'm like, dumbass, take medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here and I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, you are. Okay. We'll see you guys tomorrow with uh, the second chapter of Ezra. Yeah. Ezra chapter two coming yeah. up. See you then. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Husband. Wife. Are you okay? I'm a little bit better. What's going on? I was, I'm, I am. And I was much more sick, but I am sick. Yeah. So here we are. Late. Sick and late. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't happen often to me. No, you even, you came home from work early and then traded days to have today off work. Yeah. That doesn't happen. No. 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 So sorry for my nasaliness. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sound like shit. Thanks. Honestly. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. <laughs> so do you remember what happened in chapter one? Uh, that Cyrus guy, he was like kind of cool to the Israelites and gave him some of their shit back and said, here you go. Go back home. Yeah. He counted out their stuff to Shesh Bazaar, the prince of Judah. And I really hate myself because I missed an opportunity to go Shesh Bazaar, Shesh Bazaar, Shesh Bazaar, Shesh Bazaar. What? How bizarre. I have no idea what you're talking about. You never heard that song? How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Literally no clue what you're talking about. Okay, well, I'll have to play it for you and you'll have to link it in the notes because I'm not pulling this song out of my ass. I believe you. I just don't know what you're talking about. So Okay. All right. Well, you'll know it when you hear it and I didn't do it wrong. I I believe you. Okay. So that was... um, Ezra chapter one. Sure as fuck was. I'm so used to saying first or second. I, I know. Out of my it's head. Just Ezra. It's just Ezra chapter one. Capable Ezra, not better than Ezra. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
And today we're going to be doing... Ezra chapter 2! Alright, let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, we are back with Ezra chapter 2! Yes, we are. And now tell me about Shesh Bazaar. Yeah, I was I was I was wrong. I, I don't I do know the song. Mm-hmm. I just always thought it said something else because I'm stupid. You thought that they were saying "Help is on," yeah, instead of "How bizarre." I mean, I never really paid that much attention to the band or yeah. the lyrics of it, you know. And it's like a one-hit wonder. I found out because yeah. like I never heard of it's OMC. OMC. Who the fuck is OMC? I don't know. Something old. Oh, something millionaire club. Or right, something right. Yeah, is what it stands for. But yeah, yeah. It was so, a really good song. Yeah. Shesh Bazaar. <laughs> Shesh Bazaar. Shesh Bazaar. Shesh Bazaar. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, now these are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive to Babylon. Parentheses voice. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to their own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpar, Bigvi, Riam, and Banah. I kind of wonder how far past this whole thing. Like, when did when Nebuchadnezzar, when Nebuchadnezzar like, took them captive, right? Mm-hmm. To when... This is 70 years later. 70 years later, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't the same people going back, probably, most for the most part. Right. It was, you know, a whole new set of people A going whole back new to their generation. Old, that probably never even knew their fucking homeland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. The list of the men of the people of Israel, the descendants of Parash, uh, 2,172, of Shephatiah, 372. Oh, I accidentally scrolled myself away. Oh, man, I hate it when that happens. Of Arah, 775, of Pehath Moab, through the line of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, of Elam, 1,254 of Zatu, 954 of Zakai, 760 of Benai, 642 of Babai, 623 of Azgad, 1222 of Adonikam, 666 of Bigvi, 2056 of Aden, 455 of Atir through Hezekiah, 98 of Bazai, 323 of Jorah, 112 of Hasham, 223 of Gabar, 95 the men of Bethlehem, Jesus. 123 of Nedephah, 56 of Anathoth, 128 <laughs> of Asmaveth, 42 of Kariath, Jerem, Kephira, and Beroth, 743 of Rama and Geba, 621 of Mikmash, Paddywhack, <laughs> 122 of Bethel and Ai. 223 of Nebo, 52 of Magbish, 156 of the other Elam, you know, the other one. Yeah, that one. 1254 of Haram, 320 of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725 of Jericho, 345 and of Sanaa, 3630. The priests. Okay. Of Emir, 1052. Of Pashur, Pashur, 1247. Of Haram, 1017. The Levites, oh, that was a period, the end. That's the end. Yeah. The Levites, the musicians, the gatekeepers of the temple, the temple servants, Kiros, Sahaya, Padon. How do they they have these jobs still if it's been 70 years? 
Lebanon, <laughs> Akub, Hagab, Shalmai, Hanan, Gadel, Gahar, Ria, Rezin, Nakoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasea, Bazai, Asna, Minim, Nefusim, Backbook. Backbook? Backbook. Patty mm. Whack, give it up. That, that wasn't yeah, what I was no, going over that, no. no. Hakufa, Harher. Vasleth, Mahida, Harsha, Barkos, Sisera, Tama, Naziah, and Hedifa. Let us not forget that we were merely trying to read the Bible, get through the Bible, <laughs> and so... Well, if we picked a day to do one late, and mm-hmm. then like have another one shortly after, yeah. this is a good day. Yeah, this is the good they'd be one. Like, this one sucked, we'll just move on to the next one. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, totally, yeah. totally. But again, mingle, read the Bible, get through it. We're right. doing it together, you guys. Yeah, that's right. The descendants of the servants of Solomon, Jala, Darkin, Gedel, Shephatiah, Hatil. The temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon, 392. The following came up from the towns of Telmalah, Telharsha, Karub, Adon, and Immer, but they could not show that their families were descended from Israel. Mm, that's a shame. The descendants of Deliah, Tobiah, and Nakoda, 652, and from among the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, Hakaz, and Barzillai, parentheses voice, a man who had married a daughter of Barzillai the Gileadite and was called by that name. Mm, okay. These searched for their family records, but they could not find them, and so they were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. Damn the bad luck. Yeah, that sucks. You're unclean just because they kept bad records? Yep. Man, that's You should have had them write down things better. Huh. Shame on you for your descendants' right? crime. That's dumb. The governor ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there was a priest ministering with the Urim and the Thummim. Mm. Remember those things? I do, yeah. yeah. The Urim was... Those were like, like things on the... On the chest plates. Right, and yeah. whatnot and what have you. Yeah. Basically, it was like the, the, the dice and the, <laughs> and the throwing the bones. Right. Yeah. The whole company numbered 42,360, besides their 7,337 male and female slaves, of course. Right, of course. Of course. Gotta have those. And they also had 200 male and female singers, which apparently they also did not count. Right. You know. Right. Better, better to be a singer than a slave, as, as the saying goes. I guess. But not much better, apparently. No, for fuck's sake. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Well, that's good. Got to have a lot of ass, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How much ass is too much ass? Uh, I don't know. Dead ass, though. When they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave free will offerings toward the rebuilding of the house of God on its site. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury for this work 61,000 derricks of gold, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 priestly garments. Wow. The priests, the Levites, the musicians, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own towns along with some of the other people, and the rest of the Israelites settled in their towns. The end. People settled in their towns, and there was a lot of them. Yeah. Sort of. But not really that many. They had a solid count of the people, and they settled. There was the like forty-two thousand altogether. That's yeah. like the amount of one tribe prior to this. So yeah, that, they kind of slimmed their ranks. Yeah, quite a bit. Dwindlers. Yeah. All yeah. right. So that was uh, 
That was Ezra chapter two. Very capable. I get. I wouldn't call it very capable. It was capable, maybe. It wasn't even capable. Let's no. be honest. Yeah. Everything's better than Ezra. Right. Okay. How bizarre. Shall <laughs> bazaar. All right. So that was Ezra chapter two. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow slash just a little bit from now, we mm-hmm. will be back with Ezra chapter three. We'll see you guys then. Okie dokie. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what we just now read just now? I, I do. We read a list of fucking people coming back from uh, exile. In second. No. In Ezra chapter two. <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It was and all... I'm still sick. Yeah, you are. I mean, are. considering we just did the last, so yeah. Yeah, 10 minutes Still ago. sick. Sorry. 10 minutes later, still sick. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll hear this like the next day. Right. And it sounds like, you know, a whole night has passed, but it no, didn't. No, just a few minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So before we get into the meat of this, I do want to shout out something. Um. And we'll, we'll have another shout out tomorrow even. So what? like. This is really cool. But we have somebody who upped their pledge um, on Patreon um, from $5 to $10. And How? Right? I'm, that, what? And we just want to um, give a big thank you to Conrad D. Conrad! Um, and just say thank you, and it means the world to us. So I, I don't I don't know what else to say other than thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm speechless. (laughs) I really don't know what to say. I mean, thank you so much. And I, I still don't get it every time. Wow. I'm, I'm always like, Oh my God, people. I think, I think our, I think our 500th episode might've had something to do with it. We had a couple people, we had one person join and one person up their pledge after that. Cause we were talking about how little we make and stuff. They're like, "Eh, we'll feel bad for you. Here's some extra money. But like, seriously though, it helps us run all the stuff we're doing. I mean, it, we couldn't do this without you guys, and it, it does mean the world to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Very much. Yes, very much. All, you, you, all the You all are very, very, very capable. <laughs> yes, indeed. You are the capablest. <laughs> you are better than Ezra, right. I would even yes, say. Yes, that's right. All right, speaking of Ezra, so that was uh, Ezra chapter 2. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading... Ezra chapter 3. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Ezra chapter 3. Okay. When the seventh month came, so we're talking like fall time frame like yeah, october-ish they, well they start yeah because they their start their month, month in like april or something yeah, right yeah so yeah so seven months later makes it october sure ish yeah so okay so fall time period the israelites had settled in their towns the people assembled together as one in jerusalem okay that sounds about right yeah getting good. together for thanksgiving <laughs> and, and you know now they're all one because they mm-hmm. no more i mean no there point ain't a lot of them anymore yeah. so they're like hey we're all just one people now you yeah know? But you missed what I said. Getting uh, together what? for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> then Joshua, son of Josadak, and his fellow priests, uh-huh. and Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and his associates. Okay. Them guys began to build the altar of the God of Israel to sacrifice burnt offerings on it in accordance with what is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Oh, now it's, they've, they've expanded on this book. Has it become uh-huh. like a thing now? Like, is it like published? They have multiple copies? Moses, the so it's man It's got a title of God. now. It's got a title now. 
the law of Moses, the man of God. Yeah, like that's, yeah. they've extended the title. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know if the man of God is part of the title oh. so much as the oh, man of God so. is okay. referring to Moses. I got it. Okay. Despite their fear of the peoples around them, they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and evening sacrifices. Okay. Then in accordance with what is written, they celebrated the Festival of Tabernacles. Oh, wait, the Festival of Tabernacles? Tabernacles. Plural. I thought there was only one tabernacle. Well, there's multiple ones. Okay. According this to is this. a new festival, though, that I'm, I'm yeah. not aware of. I don't know. Tabernacles. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. With the required number of burnt offerings prescribed for each day. You know, okay, yeah. however many you're supposed that to do. That prescribed amount. That is what they did. Yeah. After that, they presented the regular burnt offerings, the new moon sacrifices, and the sacrifices for all the appointed sacred festivals of the Lord, as well as those brought as free will offerings to new the Lord. New moon sacrifices? Yeah. That's okay. You know. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean. New moon, full moon, half moon, quarter moon. I mean, pagan. can you imagine if if Christians today celebrated like the moon cycles and stuff and and slaughtered animals? Right. Yeah, yeah. we just think they're a bunch of Looney Tunes. And what's funny is that that's literally what they accuse atheists of doing. Right. Well, I mean, well, we eat babies, but you know, I mean, not really. But no, you know, we, that's what they we get don't accused eat of. babies. Right. No, we don't eat babies. Never. No eating babies. I've never eaten a single baby. And you can't prove I did. <laughs> <laughs> On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, though the foundation of the Lord's temple had not yet been built or laid. Oh. Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and gave food and drink and olive oil to the people of Sidon and Tyr so that they would bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa. Those as are those cedar people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As authorized by Cyrus, king of Persia. Oh, Cyrus, Cyrus is helping them build the temple. Cyrus, Cyrus. Sounds like a good dude, man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. we love we love us some Cyrus. Apparently, he's he's the only non-Israelite that everybody mm-hmm. loves. Yeah. yeah. So, in the second month of the second year, so like May ish, sure. May time frame. Yeah. Um, after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem. Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, son of Josadak, and the rest of the people, parentheses voice, the priests and the Levites and all who had returned from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work. Oh, okay. All them guys began the work. I mean, that's what you do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You go what home, else are you going to do? You go home, you We're go to here, work. We're here, got to work. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's capitalism 101. Right, yeah. Go they home, hired go, us, to work. go to work. Yeah. Yeah. They appointed Levites 20 years old and older to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Joshua and his sons and brothers and Cadmiel and his sons, descendants of Hodaviah, and the sons of Henadad and their sons and brothers, all Levites, joined together in supervising those working on the house of God. Okay. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets, and with the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols, took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, king of Israel. Mm. Remember David? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I remember him. Yeah, he, uh, he might have killed Goliath or somebody else did. He didn't kill nobody. I know. He danced naked, though. He sure maybe. as fuck did. Maybe. maybe. 
That boy danced Remember, that naked. Was question, that was, that questionable, was questionable, but I think he danced naked. I'm going to go with he danced naked. Yep, because yeah. that's just more fun. It definitely and is. And his yeah. wife made fun of him because she saw that ding-dong swinging in the wind and was like, <laughs> no, no. With praise and thanksgiving, they sing to the Lord, he is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout. Yeah! Of How do you praise. sing that? How do you sing that without some sort of like a hint of irony in your voice? Because you just came back from Exodus, or not Exodus, but from Exile, where you got fucking, you know, banished to another land because you because God didn't have your back. You really need to read the book Candide by Voltaire, and that will answer that question for you. Okay. It's basically um whatever happens is for the best. And uh. And this is, since this is the best of all possible worlds. I see. Everything that happens is toward the good. So if an anvil lands on your foot and your toe swells and you get gangrene, that's good that that happened. Hmm. Blessed be. I guess. You know, God is great because you didn't die. And if you do die, then I say, blessed be, at least I didn't fucking die. Hmm. You know, everything is good. I must just be really fucking cynical then. Everything is awesome <laughs> when you read Candy by Voltaire. Everything is awesome. Man, you should get on like the marketing team for Candide. I know. Yeah. And and the Bible. Yeah. God right. is great. God is good. Nothing bad ever happens. And if it does, it's your own fault or else it's meant to be. Right. Or maybe both. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. Yeah. Just mind your garden, bitches. Sure. Hey. So anyway, they're singing, he is good. Fuck the fact that we were exiled. It was awesome. I mean, it wasn't, but now we're free, so yay. His love toward Israel endures forever, except for when we're bad, and then it doesn't. But now we're free, so yay, it does. Yeah, that, was, that was a nice edit. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought my song was more true. That was much better. Yeah. It was better than Ezra's. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to get old. Nope. And all the people gave a great shout, yeah, of praise. How do you yell praise? Um, praise! You know, like that? Mean, sure. Okay. Not, I guess. To the Lord. Praise to the Lord! Because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Nice lay. <laughs> but many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they so bad. saw the foundation <laughs> of this temple being laid. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, what did you guys do? That is such a bad lay. <laughs> you don't know how to lay shit. While many others shouted for joy, which they already fucking said. Yeah. 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 No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping because the people made so much goddamn noise. Yeah. And the sound was heard Far away, the end. Far away, meaning like a quarter mile outside of town or like 500 miles away. That would make a big difference. You know, far away is relative. So whenever I hear the phrase far away, I think of the song Far and Away by Enya from that one movie. Why is everything got to be a song? Um, Because everything's a song or a movie or both. From that movie starring Nicole Kidman and they came from Ireland, and they were settling land. Yeah, and far and away. Oh, is that what it was called? Yeah, that's yeah. what it was called. Okay, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. And her boyfriend or brother or something Tom was. A, oh, was it him? It was. He yeah. was a fighter. He was always getting in fights, and yeah. and then he got money for it. Right. It was it was the earliest Fight Club. Yeah. 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 
Okay, I don't know how we go. Oh, far and away. Yeah. Far and away. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that was it, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was Ezra chapter three. That was that was Ezra chapter fucking three. All right, so that's all we got for today. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow with Ezra. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll be back tomorrow with Ezra chapter four. Fuck face. Yeah, there you go. All right, we'll see you guys then. <laughs> Bye. Husband. Wife. Where have we been? Sick as fuck. I know. I'm so sorry. This time it was me. Yeah, well, it was probably my fault. Probably, asshole. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was, we decided to do one when I was sick, so, like, I was literally facing you, talking into the mic. Yeah. You know, spreading my germs onto you at that point, I'm sure, so. That and we live in the same fucking house. There is that, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I was sick. Sorry, guys. We're trying to get this out still at least on the same day. Apologize in advance for any sniffles throughout uh, this, and, uh. I may have to do some extra editing at the end, maybe, too, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Ooh. Eh, it is what it is. So, do you remember what happened the last time we did this? Uh, let's see. We were rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem, I believe. Yes, and there was um, weeping and sounds of joy. And yeah. I don't really understand the weeping, but it was I mean, loud. I made a joke that it was because it was a shitty job they were doing, but <laughs> <laughs> it was probably more in reverence for the Lord or some shit. Well, the sound was heard from far and away. Right, right, right. Far and away. So before we get into what we're doing today, Mm -hmm. um, I do have an announcement to make. Another announcement to make. So we just did one recently. But um, we have a new patron. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, Their name is Leslie, and they are our newest patron. Leslie, thank you. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to give you a shout out and and just, again... I feel like we've been saying it a lot recently, but it never gets old. We really, really appreciate you, and you can't imagine how much it is helping further what we're doing. And mm-hmm. you know, it just the fact that you're there makes our days that much easier. So yes, thank you so much, Leslie. Very much appreciate you. Definitely, definitely. And if anybody else wants to help contribute and help us with what we're doing, um, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. And there are donation levels starting as low as $2 a month. Yep. That being said, uh, what are we getting into today? Well, we just covered Ezra chapter 3, and today we will be starting Ezra chapter 4. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Ezra chapter 4. Okay. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, yeah, they came to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. Yeah, Zerubbabel. You know, yeah, yeah. That, that one place over there. Yeah, and to the heads of the family and said, "Let us help you build, cause like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to Him since the time of Esarhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us here." Wait, these are the the enemies of Judah and Benjamin. Um, yeah. And they're seeking the leaders of Judah and Benjamin? Yep. And they're like, okay. we want to play God too. Okay. But Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the families of Israel answered, <laughs> You have no part with us in building a temple to our God. We alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel. That's kind of shitty. King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. That's kind of shitty. They were like, step off, assholes. Then wow. The peoples around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. They bribed officials to work against them and frustrate their plans. 
during the entire reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of Darius, king of Persia. See, all they had to do was invite these fuckers in to help them build, yeah. and they just left them alone. But no, they had to be assholes. Well, I mean... It's our god. Fuck you. Well, I feel like maybe... I could be wrong, but I feel like maybe those guys were just trying to sneak their way in and, like, pretend to help, but actually... I mean, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, they said they did call them enemies. That's what I'm saying. But at the same time, they they went and offered their help and said, hey, we've been worshiping your god while you guys were gone. You know, we want to help. Like, we want, I mean, it seems like a peace offering to me. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it. All right. I'm suspicious. It's, it's an interesting denial of help though right i would like, like there to must know... have been some serious issues there yeah i would like to know more about why they would have said no because right. i i tend to think they probably had good reason like if one of my exes came up and was like hey we've been enemies all this year all these years but now suddenly out of the blue i just want to be nice wouldn't you be oh, like I definitely question that oh, motive hell no right like absolutely not i'm not even giving you an inch to come in and pretend that we're going to be friends now. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, you burned that bridge. Yeah. You know? Sure. I don't know. I'm just, I'm suspicious by nature, I guess. I suppose. Once somebody was mean to me, I I just assumed that, okay, we don't get along. I'm not saying I wish harm on you, but I'm not saying I want to, like, work side by side with you now. Right, right. That's not cool. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Sure. At the beginning of the reign of Xerxes, they lodged an accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabil, and the rest of his associates wrote a letter to Artaxerxes. Yeah, you have this letter. There's a letter. There's a letter. A letter. You got it. The letter was written in Aramaic script and in the Aramaic language. Rehum, the commanding officer, and Shimshai, the secretary, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to Artaxerxes. Tessersees the king as follows. Do you think there's some significance to it being written in Aramaic? Probably um, was written in a language that their enemies could not decipher. Okay. Or out of respect was written in a language that... Um, Obviously it means something or they wouldn't have mentioned right. it specifically. Right. right? There's I mean, it some wasn't, sort of meaning behind that. It wasn't written in Hebrew. So it was either written to confound somebody or to gain the respect of somebody. Right, right. And I don't know which it was, but yeah, there was clearly a reason. Right, right. Rehum, the commanding officer, and Shimshay, the secretary, together with the rest of their associates, the judges, officials, and administrators over the people from Persia, Uruk, in Babylon, the Alamides of Susa and the other people whom the great and honorable Ashurbanipal deported and settled in the city of Samaria and elsewhere in Trans-Euphrates. <gasps> mm, that was a lot of words. That was that were big. so many words, Things. and I feel like I missed the gist of how the sentence <laughs> ran, so I apologize if I had pauses in Sound the wrong like places. Choppy. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't follow where the verbs were. <laughs> I don't know what verb nouned what noun. We'll just blame it on being sick. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do no? that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to blame this one on the Bible. Got it. Okay. I, I take blame when it's my fault. Like, I sound like ass. I know that. Right, right. But this was not my fault. Okay, parentheses voice. This is a copy of the letter they sent him. Oh, okay. Okay, end parentheses. Mm -hmm. To King. Not in Aramaic. No. 
This is this is in English for the uninitiated. Right, yeah. To King Artaxerxes, from your servants in Trans-Euphrates, the king should know that the people who came up to us from you have gone to Jerusalem and are rebuilding that rebellious and wicked city. They are restoring the walls and repairing the foundations. Furthermore, the king should know that if this city is built and its walls are restored, no more taxes, tribute, or duty will be paid, and eventually the royal revenues will suffer. Now, since we are under obligation to the palace and it is not proper for us to see the king dishonored, we are sending this message to inform the king so that a search may be made in the archives of your predecessors. You know, I have to say, they, they're worried about them becoming warrior-like again and, and yeah, fighting again. too and big for their britches you know or what? whatever. That's not an unfounded problem that yeah. they might... I mean, they, they were very... Yeah. They, they went on to they war a lot, were, you know? They were a warlike people. Yeah, yes. at least as the Bible describes it, anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, letter continues. Sorry. In these records, you will find that this city is a rebellious city, troublesome to kings and provinces, a place with a long history of sedition. That is why this city was destroyed. We inform the king that if this city is built and its walls are restored, you will be left with nothing in Trans-Euphrates. Hmm. That sounds fair, honestly. I mean, yeah. I don't dispute anything being said there. Right. And also, they're refusing help from their people that are offering help. Yeah. So, like, they're not playing... They're not playing the game. You yeah. know, like, they're, they're like, no, we're doing our own thing. Fuck off. Yeah. That doesn't bode well. Not that well. I blame them It doesn't for bode that. well for cooperation. Sure, sure. I, I'm seeing both sides here. Right. I'm sitting my fence very nicely and no, comfortably here. No, I got you, here. I got you. Yeah. So the king said this reply, to Rahum, the commanding officer, Shimshai, the secretary, and the rest of their associates living in Samaria and elsewhere in Trans-Euphrates. Greetings. The letter you sent us has been read and translated in my presence. I issued an order and a search was made, and it was found that this city has a long history of revolt against kings and has been a place of rebellion and sedition. Jerusalem has had powerful kings ruling over the whole of Trans-Euphrates, and taxes, tribute, and duty were paid to them. Now issue an order to these men to stop work so that this city will not be rebuilt until I so order. Mm. Okay. Be careful not to neglect this matter. This is a new king, right? Mm-hmm. Not this is not so like Cyrus. Cyrus was it Cyrus? 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 Um, Cyrus. Cyrus. Jeez. Um. He he told them they were going to rebuild their yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But, but this, this is, is a newer king. That's like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Okay. This is um Arbaxerxes or whatever, right, right. and he is like, oh. And it was a couple of generations of kings down, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. Um, after Cyrus, they mentioned Circes, and then after Circes, it was Arba Circes. Right, right. Or whatever the fuck is. Okay, I was just trying to, like, in my head where, where yeah, we're at here. Yeah. So. yeah, this guy's like, wait, I don't know. Hold on. Everybody stop moving for yeah. a minute. I mean, that's a legitimate yeah. request if you're ruling an area. Like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop till I figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not saying, like, never... He's not saying, like, tear it down and never start again. Right, He's and saying, you're not even really that much building. in trouble. Just, like, yeah. hold up, man. Stop building until I can get the facts on this matter. I think that's a fair request. Yeah. Why let this threat grow to the detriment of the royal interest, the king's letter continued. Sure. yeah. As soon as the copy of the letter of King Artaxerxes was read to Rahum and Shimshai, the secretary, and their associates, they went immediately to the Jews in Jerusalem and compelled them by force to stop. Oh, damn. 
Thus, the work on the house of God in Jerusalem came to a standstill until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. The end. Oh, well, Damn. I mean, okay. This is interesting. Right, like, yeah. So they're I, they're basically subjects right now. Yeah. They're subjects of, a, of another kingdom. Yeah. And they're like, no, you will not do what you want. And yeah. we're going to stop whatever we want to fucking stop. Yeah. And they did. Yep. And God didn't have a goddamn thing to say about it. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Hmm. I'm just that's interesting. That is interesting. So. If God really wanted his temple built, I guess he would have stepped in. Right. But he didn't. So right. Whatever. Yeah, no whatever. temple for you. I mean, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was uh Ezra chapter four. Sure as fuck was. And uh we'll be back tomorrow because this will be releasing late Tonight. on the day it's actually supposed to be out. Yep. But just really late. Mm-hmm. Um we'll be back tomorrow with Ezra. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll with, be back tomorrow. Stop stepping on my I know, line. I do I I'm messing up lately. I don't know. I know. Um, Ezra chapter five. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Just kidding. Five minutes ago. Yeah, I do. Um, five minutes ago yesterday. Yes. We, uh, we did our, <laughs> we did our last episode, yeah. which was, uh, Ezra chapter four. Sure as fuck was. Yeah. And, uh, they, they were rebuilding Jerusalem and then their neighbors were like, Yo, we'll help you with that. And then they didn't want him to help. And then they were like, wait, no, we're going to tattle on you, actually. And then they tattled on him. And then the king of Persia was like, hey, fuckers, stop. Yeah. And so they stopped. Yeah. And then God didn't do anything about it. God did nothing. God was very absent from that chapter. Yeah, he was. He could have stepped in, but he didn't. He didn't. Even though his people were like, building a land, building They were a so excited about it. They were weeping building. and everything. Yeah. And then and then God didn't even help them continue building that. They're just like, nope, done. Yeah. Persia said no. Yeah. Sorry. King of Persia said, get the fuck out of here with that. Right. Y'all need to stop for a minute. Hang on. Right. Yeah. Speaking of stopping for a minute, we've got to stop for a minute and thank somebody again. Again? Yes. Yeah, so we what? have another patron. No way. Yeah. So um, his name's Damon L. Damon L? Yeah. And uh, he's our newest patron. And, oh, thank um, you, Damon L. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I actually know this person. I know. <laughs> so, so it's kind of, kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> and I had, I had to text him like, hey, was this, was this you? Because the name showed up as a different name, and I was like, hmm. wait a minute. But that email address that looks, that looks like a right like, email. I address. know that you know, person. I think I know that person. Yeah. So, Damon, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it really made my day when I saw that come through. So, I, I, I also know. That he does not necessarily agree with our stance on things, but he is willing to listen, and he has been listening. So, oh wow! Um, I really appreciate that, and I, I would I had a talk with him actually, and said, you know, I think that the trouble is that when you stop talking about things, that's when you get to be into a dangerous situation as far as what you're able to conceive as the truth and not the truth and things like that. So huh. we had a lot, we had a great conversation about it. That's all. That's really interesting. So again, thank you, Damon. Damon, um, you're too legit to quit. <laughs> I'm going to put a smiley face in the notes just for you, Damon. Aw. That, that's an inside thing. That's an inside thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, that was uh, that. was that. And then today we're going to be getting into... So we did Ezra chapter 4 yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Today we're getting into... Ezra chapter 5. What right. is wrong with you? You are so off your I'm game. I'm still sick. I know. Whatever. God. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, Ezra chapter 5. Okay. Now Haggai the prophet and 
Zechariah the prophet. Yeah. A descendant of Ido. You know, Ido. Ido yeah. Yeah. Right. Prophesied to the Jews in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Mm-hmm. He prophesied. That's what prophets they, generally do, I yeah. think, right? The prophecies prophesize. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, and Joshua, son of Josadak, set to work to rebuild the house of God in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. This was after mm-hmm. a couple of kings because they, they said that it stopped. Yeah. And then it didn't restart until that other king was in power or whatever. Yeah. Last chapter. Yeah. Um, so. Let me see what that king's name was. Yeah. I just. I, Damon or Darius. Darius. It was okay. Darius. The right. second year of Darius, they were like, we're going to start building again. Right. Well, they just, they, they kind of left it hanging at yeah. the beginning of this chapter. So I was like, well, that didn't just happen right after they stopped building before. Right. Because, no, they put an end to that at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. At that time, to. Ta- okay, hold on. Tatanai. <laughs> Tatanai. 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 Governor of Trans-Euphrates and Shethar Bozanai and their associates. I think they need to get... That sounds like a fucking company name. I know. It really does. Trans-Euphrates. That's like a <laughs> gas company, right? Like, it's a cruise line or it something. Really does, yeah. Jesus. It does sound... Yeah. Okay. So, those guys and their associates went to them and asked, Who authorized you to rebuild this temple and to finish it? They were like, Excuse you? What the fuck do you think y'all are doing? They also asked, what are the names of those who are constructing this building? Oh, they're oh, like. Oh, they're taking names. They're like, Shit. I have a clipboard and yeah. I want names right fucking now. Right. Ooh. Yeah. They're like, I'm Karen and I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> but the eye of their God was watching over the elders of the Jews. Of course. Oh, but now, now he was. Now Not he before. Was. Not last but, chapter, you know, but this right, chapter this is. Chapter is good. And they were not stopped until a report could go to Darius and his written reply be received. So they were just like, I'm ignoring your clipboard and I'm going to keep building. Right, Thanks, bye. right. This is a copy of the letter that Tatanai... Man, they got a lot of copies of letters. Mm-hmm, governor of Trans-Euphrates and Shathar Bozanai and their associates, the officials of Trans-Euphrates, sent to King Darius. Okay, so they sent this letter to King Darius and they were like... My name is Karen. I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> Dear manager, these fucks, can you even? So Tatanai is what Karen was back in um, biblical times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. The report they sent him read as follows. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. To King Darius, cordial greetings. Mm. The king should know that we went to the district of Judah to the temple of the great God. The people are building it with large stones and placing the timbers in the walls, um, hello, the work is being called, carried on with diligence and is making rapid progress under their direction. Mm. We questioned the elders and asked them who authorized you to rebuild this temple and we to got finish names, it. Motherfucker. We also asked them their names so that we could write down the names of their leaders for your information. Yeah, just for your information. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. Know? This is the answer they gave us. Those fuckers. I mean, are you even ready for this? <laughs> King... <laughs> We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our ancestors angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean king of Babylon, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, Which was also God's will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just saying. Yep. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. He even removed from the temple of Babylon the gold and silver articles of the house of God, 
which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to the temple in Babylon. Mm -hmm. Then King Cyrus gave them to a man named Sheshbazar, whom Sheshbazar, whom he had appointed governor, and he told him, take these articles and go and deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God on its site. Yeah. End quote. So continuing with the letter now. So this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem. From that day to the present, it has been under construction, but is not yet finished. Now, if it pleases the king, let a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to see if King Cyrus did, in fact, issue a decree to rebuild this house of God in Jerusalem. Then let the king send us his decision in this matter. <laughs> the end. And then, okay. And then we'll be happy to enforce it because we don't like those fuckers. Yeah, like they are tattletales to the max. Like they are, oh my God, I used to know this person that would walk around their neighborhood and they would literally whip out a ruler and measure people's fucking grass (laughs) to make sure that it was under the prescribed length it was meant to be. And if it was over that length, then she would call and report them to the board of the neighborhood. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. And like... Somebody was building like a playground thing, like one of those little playgrounds that you put for your kids. Right. But she like read all into the notes and was like, it's not supposed to be in the front yard unless it could be so many feet from the sidewalk and so many feet from the house. And their yard's not big enough for that. I ain't got time for rules like that shit. She was so fucking uppity. She would do this kind of shit and she would tattle on them and she made people pay fees because of it. Like... Who the fuck? Like, mind your own beeswax. Right, right. Who's got time for that? I don't fucking care. Yeah. Cool. That's what these people are. These people are that lady. We should find all the Karens of the Bible. <sighs> and, like, you know, we well, have, like, a, a story about all the Karens of the Bible. These folks are Karen to the max. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I would like to speak to the manager. Here's a list of names of the people that were fucking up. That It doesn't really impact us, but we just wanted you to know. Yeah. And... You know, if you would like something to be done about it, I will totally take care of that for you because I just happen to hate them. Yeah. Is all. Right. Like, show your ass there, you know? (laughs) Yep. So that was pretty much it for this chapter, which was Ezra chapter five. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow, which will actually be tomorrow at this point because we're not catching up from being sick. Yeah. um, We'll be back with. Well, tomorrow is Saturday. So it'll be. Um, Saturday, Q&A, which I sing it backwards. It's actually Q&A, Saturday, it's but I'm sick. you fixed sick, that, so. so it doesn't matter, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Sunday, we'll be doing a Patreon episode this week. Which I don't have a jingle for yet. Yeah, I'm no, taking, no, no jingle for that. I'm taking suggestions. If you guys have ideas right, for a jingle, please. hit yeah, me yeah. up. You gotta, if there's a jingle artist out there, write us a jingle, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, uh, we'll be doing obviously the weekly replay on Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back on Monday with Ezra chapter six. All right. Well, we will see you guys then and, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Husband. <laughs> Wife. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, I bet people can already guess why we didn't do an episode earlier this morning. Yeah, well, I was sick, but what you may not know is not only was I sick, I actually had to visit the ER. Yeah, we were there last night at the ER. Because my oxygen saturation level was, was low. dipping pretty yeah. low. Yeah, it was. So, we, 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 yeah, we went to the ER. That was, uh, 
was that was that. That was interesting. But the the fun bit to know is that um, it's not any of the big three. It's not. Right. A, it's neither it's not COVID. It's neither not... COVID nor flu nor RSV. Right. Right. So we don't know what the fuck she's got. No. But... Well, and then we asked, so what is? And they they were like, basically any of fifty other nasty viruses <laughs> that we don't. Um, Know what the fuck they are. Yeah. Well, what, without doing extensive They don't test testing. for. Right. Yeah. They test for those big three, and then after that, they're like, I don't know. Some so virus. anyway, a little bit of medicine later, a good amount of sleep, and here we are, a little late, but still, still trucking along. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so apologies for being late, but we're still here. Right. I'm okay. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing that a little breathing treatment and... Um, a shot of fire into my yeah. arm. Jesus yeah. Christ. I swear to God that they went to the Mount Olympus and got the fire and put it in a needle. Right. Is what they put in That's my what arm. It like. Yeah. 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 So what are we, uh, what oh, are yeah. we doing today? Today is um, Q&A Saturday. Whew, that was shaky. Sorry. <laughs> and we had some Q's and I have some A's. Over which chapters? Um, Ezra chapters one through five. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. Okie dokie. Okay, so we had two questions and I have answers or at least conversation about both of them. Plus a third little just neat nifty tidbit of info. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of our first questions was, why did the Israelites turn down assistance from their enemies to rebuild the temple? Right. That bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, they're offering help. So right. So why not? Right. So here's the answer to that. And it's just as you might think. Okay. Basically, um, the offer was not being made. It was not genuine. Altruistically. Got it. Yeah. Um, Judea was not completely empty of inhabitants in the two generations of when the Jewish population of Judah was exiled. Oh, okay. Okay. So that land didn't just sit there empty. There were a few people left behind. Okay. Okay. So there was a remnant that was descended from the lowest and poorest of the land. They were left behind. That's right. And so they, they, I think they said they left some people mm-hmm. to, to, to work the land. Yeah. So, yeah. And they combined with the few who drifted into the largely desolate area. Okay. okay. And those people, they were not happy that Judah and Benjamin were coming back to Judea. Well, yeah. They got this big old land. It's mm-hmm. all theirs. And they're like, hell. And probably, We were poor ass mofos before. And now we got all this right. shit. And probably for those two generations, I'm betting that it was quiet as fuck. Right. And the peace reigned. Sure. And they could just fucking do their land and live quietly. Right. So when they found out, like, they heard the hammers going and, you know. God damn, they're back. Yeah. So um, those who drifted into Judea were related to the Samaritans. And they were intermarried with those left behind after the exiles. So you're probably thinking, like, Samaritan? Wait, I know a story of a good Samaritan. right? Right, yeah. So we have not actually done that that's in the new testament but i told you a little bit about it got it got it so when we hear the story i'm just gonna reiterate this when we hear the story of the good samaritan we're thinking oh yeah samaritan everybody wants to be a samaritan samaritans are good guys right right but in the bible like this is one of the few stories that somehow i just magically know and i'm not sure where i picked it up from yeah biblically speaking the samaritans were not people that the jews liked they were not good guys got it okay so that's what 
the good Samaritan. It's like, whoa, check a look at this bad guy who so is doing this, something this one, good. This guy over here, this one guy, right. he's actually not bad. Right. Like, that's the meaning behind the term good Samaritan. That's kind of shitty. Right. Well, no. What happened was there was a, a Jew that was like, had... Um, I don't know. He fell off of a horse or some shit. He's yeah. laying on the side of the road. He's broken, poor, and sad. I don't know the whole ins and outs because I have right. never read the Bible. Right. Okay? So anyway, there he is laying there sick and dying or whatever. And a Samaritan comes along and a bunch of people pass him by. Um, rich Jews, um, other people of various religions, and a Samaritan. Sure. Right? And everybody passes him by and either ignore him or make fun of him. Right? But the Samaritan... This one particular one stops to, help. stops to help them and picks them up and takes them home, makes them better. Right. So when we say Good Samaritan, um, we're not using the term exactly correctly. When we say everybody should be a Good Samaritan, what we're saying is everybody should be good. Not right. Right. Everybody should be good as opposed to what they normally are, which is assholes. Yeah. Right. Like that's it. what the term actually means. Okay. All right. So. The Samaritans continued as a people into New Testament times, which I sure. just told you. Yeah. Because the Samaritans had some historical connection to the people of Israel, their faith was a combination of regulations and ritual from the law of Moses and from various superstitions. Hmm. So they were like a mix. Got it. Of, they were like a different sect of yes, Judaism. Yes. They would have been ones that um, if they were... Um, worshiping the golden calf, they would have been doing so um, sincerely, not satanically. But given that the Jews had been exiled to um, uh, Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when they came back, they were much less in numbers, Mm -hmm. probably incorporating these people that were almost like them, but not quite wasn't, I mean... Not it wasn't entirely out of the question at this point. Like, right. we don't like you, but mm, you can stay. Yeah, exactly. You know, so most Jews in Jesus's time despised the Samaritans. Now, again, we're not there yet. I'm sure. just trying to give you a little bit of idea of why the Samaritans were who they were and became who they became. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they often hated the Samaritans more than the Gentiles because, religiously speaking, the Samaritans having picked up a bit of religion from here and there were considered half breeds um, because their sure. religious faith was eclectic. It was a mongrel faith. Right. Right. They were religious mutts and that would make them more hateful than somebody who was a different faith altogether. It's funny because the history in the Bible of Judaism is kind of a, a progression from what they would maybe consider a um, hybrid religion to mm-hmm. what they then became became later mm-hmm. and so, it's like I mean, they despise what they used to be right which I, is, I mean i'm not saying that the samaritans are exactly what they were early on but, but they definitely they evolved their their religion and they used to worship multiple I, gods yeah yeah they at least believed in multiple gods and chose which ones they would um worship each for each different instance right right so in second kings um I don't know if you remember this. I didn't. But in 2 Kings chapter 17, this tells the attitude of the Samaritans. They feared the Lord, yet served their own gods according to the rituals of the nations from among whom they were carried away. Okay. So, I mean, that pretty much summarizes. I mean, that, that's basically what we were saying all through mm-hmm. our reading of the Jews, actually, because yeah. they were like, well, whoever's the king, that's how they worshiped at, exactly. that, yeah, at any given time. 
Exactly. And I've actually been um, reading a little bit of things like saying it's to think about how many people knew what about the Bible and religion at the time. There's just a very, 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 very infinitesimally small number of people that were literate enough to actually read or understand any texts that were being used to distribute what the Bible or the Torah or any of this stuff meant. Right. You know, like it's just a small, small number of people. So they relied on kings. They relied on the the, the leaders. The leaders to mm-hmm. tell them what to do and what how to, to do, do it. what to believe, what to worship, how to worship. Right, right. How to live. Yeah. Yeah. So to the Samaritans, Yahweh was just one of many powerful gods and their idolatry represented a grave danger because Israel was had been exiled. For their idolatry. Right. According to their beliefs. Yeah, yeah. So they viewed these offers of assistance as people who wanted to partner in the work either to ruin it or to influence it to their benefit. So now whether that was true or not, you know, kind of neither here nor there. But right. the fact that the second that the um, newly freed Israelites um, turned them down. Yeah. The second they turned them down. The Samaritans, etc., went and tattled. Well, because it sounds like they were, it it was important to them to be who they were, but at the same time, they didn't. The part of them being who they were was to not make waves with who was in charge of them. Mm-hmm. And these people weren't the 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 um, Israelites were not in charge of them. They were merely right. reoccupying under new leadership from right. another area, the right. Persians, essentially. Right. So right, but the second that. They said, no thanks, we don't want your shitty help. These people were like, oh, okay, well then um, we're just going to go make sure that you actually have the right to be here. <laughs> right. And we're going to let them know that we have zero problem helping take you down. Right. That kind of proves the point of why they would say no. Sure. Yeah. Like, did, no, did one precipitate the other? You can, you can look at it Maybe. either way. But I mean, also these people are coming back in and taking their land as they see it. It's been 70 oh, fucking yeah. years, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. No, this is my fucking land. No, I totally agree with you. I'm just, I'm I'm presenting it from their side because that's right. the side we're supposed to be taking no, as we I, read I gotcha, this. No, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, you mentioned um, people hardly being able to read, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. that actually gets to our next question, which was, what was the importance or significance of the letter to the king being written in Aramaic yeah. because they made a point of of spelling that out. Yeah. So um, I have two different answers to that. Okay. Um, first of all, it's really interesting in the book of Ezra from what I've read, and we haven't finished the whole thing yet, but we've gotten um, halfway, through. halfway through at five chapters right. done. Yeah. It's a very short one. Well, the first several chapters are written in third person. But the latter half of the book is written in first person from Ezra's perspective. Oh. Okay. Okay. So he's the one telling the story, which is why um, it's often believed that he is the actual author of the book. And that makes the most sense. Right. Um, Now, that's the first half of my answer. Here's the other half of the answer. Since Aramaic was the language of diplomacy... In the Persian Empire, the letter would have been written in Aramaic. So that's just how it was done. All right. But not all of the verses written in Aramaic are diplomatic correspondence or decrees of Persian kings. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff that's in um, the book of Ezra that was not, it wasn't just the correspondence that was written in 
Aramaic. So then that would lead to the question, wait, I thought only the documentation would be in Aramaic then based on what you just said. Why? Like what? Yeah. Well, some of the narrative itself is also written in Aramaic. But why, though? It's likely that Ezra continued to write in Aramaic after inserting the Aramaic letters to demonstrate that he understood the language and was accurately interpreting the correspondence. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because some of what I've learned recently is that a lot of people that were scribes and writing back then were literally just copying. Mm -hmm. They weren't, they don't really know, they didn't really know how to read or write. They would literally copy and memorize lines and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so this was, was his way of, of lending demonstration yeah validity yeah you know he's, he's lending that validity exactly so. which i i thought that was phenomenally just wow i don't know why that just kind of blew my mind yeah that there's a reason why different languages were in just this 10 chapter book yeah, yeah. you know that's so crazy yep um here is a, a third little note Okay, so I've answered our two questions that we had. Okay. And this bit is just interesting to me. Sure. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of, oh, I'm, I'm reading from the Bible here, okay? Okay. Um, remember, King Cyrus brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem right. and put in the temple of the gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and he counted them out to Sheshbazar. The prince of Judah. Right. Right? Yeah. So Zerabab- Zerababel, Zerababel, whatever his name is. Sure. He was the appointed Persian governor over the pr- province of Judah. And so remember, Cyrus was counting this shit out to Sheshbazar, right? And then Sheshbazar gave it to Zerababel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Zerababel was a descendant of the last reigning Judea king. But guess what? What? Those two guys are probably the same person. Oh. Yeah. Shesh Bazar is a prince of Judah and um, Zerubbabel is the last reigning Judean king. And um, probably Shesh Bazar was the Chaldean name of Zerubbabel. Okay. All right. So um, there's pros and cons for why that may or may not be true, but there seems to be more likelihood that they are the same entity based on some of the meanings of their names and the actions that they took. And um, the fact that um, in the beginning of Ezra, one of them is granted uh, the, 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 what am I trying to say? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, My brain just like sputtered to a halt. One of them is, is granted the having laid the, foundation of the temple okay um i I know i phrased that very poorly sorry and in the other half of ezra the other one it it said that he's the one who did it got it so that's why the okay so it's likely that they are the same guy which i thought was interesting because you know one seems to be of persia and the other seems to be of the people that are leaving right you know coming back out of exile yeah and so if it's the same guy, that's like, oh, right. and, and it kind of it kind of lends back to the idea that these people that were coming out of exile were still of Babylon. 
Got it. They were of Babylon even as they were ready to leave their exile. Sure. I mean, they've heard stories of their homeland, but they've never actually been there. Right. So they, yeah. No, I, I get it. it. And they have a king that was treating them very well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, not maybe some of them might not have even wanted to leave. Right. I mean, exactly. I'm just saying. Exactly. Well, I think had we not learned um, last week that the the king was one who actually did this for all of his peoples. Right. The king of Persia, um, Cyrus. Right. Had we not learned about him that he was like this, we might have found this hard to believe that he would just let these people go and be like, oh, here's your golden shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that would be a really hard pill to swallow. But to find out that he actually did That's this That's how he for treated all of his people that he all conquered. All the people that he conquered. Right. 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 Yep. Makes it like, oh, okay. And that also makes it more believable that somebody could be of these um, um, Israelites seeking freedom, but also be a governor appointed by the Persian king, a Persian governor who's also a Judean prince. Right, right. Yeah. No, I see how that could make sense. Yeah. Sure. So I thought that was interesting. I thought I'd add that into our Q&A. No, I appreciate that. Is that uh, pretty much all we had to cover today? That wraps me up, and I think my voice shows it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for being patient with us getting these episodes out. Um, we will have a Patreon tomorrow. We're not going to do it tonight because Obvious. we've only got one episode on this, but we will do it tomorrow um, whenever we get up and get moving, and then we'll have it out midday tomorrow probably sometime. Yep. Um, and apologies we really mean to be on schedule that that is our goal yeah but sometimes shit happens sometimes shit happens and sometimes man, the shit happened yeah yeah so here we are we still did it daily we still did it daily i it's mean just more not, or less yeah you know. it's just not as on schedule as we like to be for you guys yeah it was and a little helter skeltery on on time yeah you know yeah. still there still there we we mean to do better though well yeah for sure I mean, honestly, we mean to do these ahead of time. Yeah. But that never fucking happens. Hell no. (laughs) You go too far, sir. All right, guys. uh, Thank you. And we will be back tomorrow with Patreon and the weekly wrap-up or weekly replay. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then uh, on Monday, we'll be back with... Ezra Chapter 6. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Um, what's today? Uh, a Patreon episode. It is. And maybe kind of a lame one. I mean, I think it's... It we're can, sick. Yeah. I'm just, I'm prefacing it with that. We're both sick and we're kind of tired, but we wanted to, you know, follow through and give you something <laughs> and... So husband was like, you know, I don't want a short change. And I'm, I'm like, short change would be not doing it at all. And um, that would be robbery. Yeah. And at least picking something that's simple and 
you know, that we don't have to put a lot of thought into, but that, you know, we can still have ideas and opinions about. Sure. It's not horrible. I didn't say it was horrible. Just, you know, lame. So, (laughs) I mean, it depends on who you are and how you feel about the new year and setting resolutions and goals and one little word and all that. And right. some people like that kind of thing. No, I got it. I got it. So maybe some people won't think this is I lame or boring. I didn't say some people won't think it's lame. I mean, if you like it, awesome. You don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I will. I have. I'm. I'm leaving room to be impressed with what we do. But you're starting out like I'm starting out with you know this very is much suck. Se- very much very much cynicism. Well, okay. So basically, what you're saying is. Um, if this sucks, it's wife's fault because it was her idea. But if it's good, it's um, our, we did it together. Look like what how, we did. Like how I set that up? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's good stuff. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. All right, let's do it. Well, this was just a teaser introducing our special bonus episode just for our Patreon members and our ACAST Plus subscribers. But how can listeners hear the entire episode? Visit us at patreon.com and become a member or subscribe on ACAST Plus. That's right. For as little as $2 a month on either platform, listeners can hear all our bonus material. That sounds like a great deal. Links are in the show notes. Go sign up now. Hey wife, I guess that's the end? But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God, stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 